You're listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. Join your host, Pascal Fintoni, for what promises to be an exciting and intriguing voyage of discovery filled with advice, stories, and film marketing ideas. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on with today's episode of the Film Marketing Academy podcast. Well, Pascal, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Let's have a look at the trailer that was released on the 14th of July. And this is one of the main trailers for the series that gets launched today. Let's have a look. There was a time when the world was so young. There had not yet been a sunrise. But even then, there was light. have fires to protect. Dwarfs their mines. Mend their fields of grain. But we Harfoots have each other. For I must now wander this wandering We're safe. You have fought long enough, Galadriel. Put up your sword. The enemy is still out there. The question now is where? It is over. You have not seen what I have seen. I have seen my share. You have not seen... ...what I have seen. Darkness will march over the face of the earth. It will be the end, not just of our people, but all peoples. I am sorry, but their time has come. The past is with us all. The past is dead. We either move forward, we die with it. This could be the beginning of a new era. We said earlier we aren't to use words like amazing and great and wow, but you sort of have to, don't you? Oh, I mean, everything is right. The music, the the way it looks, the way it sounds. Um, and I'm absolutely convinced because you've got to give them the, the fact that they know what they are doing, that this is barely the tip of the iceberg. There's going to be so many surprises and twists and turns and, and new characters and new locations that we've not seen. Um, no wonder it is you know, the cinematic event of all times, even though it is straight to TV via Amazon Prime. I mean, the visuals, just from the trailer, look pretty much better than anything we've seen on <laughs> film or TV ever. 
No, absolutely. So you mentioned that we reviewed part one of the campaign. This is what we're calling it, of course. Mm -hmm. That took us to the to the 16th of February 2022, where at the time they had released a teaser trailer after yep. revealing the, the name of, of, of the series. So, and we, we looked at you know, what they'd done with the, uh, the teaser posters, what they'd done with engaging the fans with a, a bit of um, mystery shopping around the different channels and so on. So looking at, again, primarily the um, activities on on Facebook and, and Instagram, there was a bit of a lull and then they pick things up again on the 19th of April so you know mm -hmm, there is mm -hmm. a big gap between that I and mean, they, they had a quick note to the uh, Tolkien reading day that really really does but in terms of the marketing of the series there was this single social media post that frankly many could have missed because it, it was so quiet between uh, that uh, the, between February and, and April and it was about two characters Theo and Brannon and Theo was introduced by holding that broken kind of um, nasty looking sword and we had obviously the um, the picture of of his mother and then that was it and his my claim today, you've heard it first on Two Geeks and Martin podcast. I think that this is actually on purpose. These are going to be very, very important characters, despite the fact that the trailers and everything else is focusing on Galadriel and, and Elrond and so on. I think Theo and Brian are going to be very, very important. There was just a little throwaway post on the 19th of April. And including to that, they introduced obviously their official hashtag Rings of Power because during part one, we didn't know the name of the series, so they couldn't use Rings of Power. They're using mm. things like, you know, hashtag LOTR uh, on Prime and all sort of uh, synonym to the same one. But hashtag Rings of Power was also introduced for the first time on the 19th of April. Then nothing really until the 1st of June. And this is almost like the final act of the marketing <laughs> campaign because we knew by then that the 2nd of September was, was the day of the global release. Yeah, and there was a lot of covers of magazines <laughs> came out around that time. Uh, Empire's world exclusive Lord of the Rings has three collectible covers. Uh, one of them's got Galadriel on the front. Now, I remember from part one when we talked about it that one of the things that impressed me a lot were those almost like individual um, photographs of each of the characters. Now, it, in some respects, you didn't even get a full glimpse of the character. It might have been a, a, a sword or, a, or a, a gloved hand or something like that. And I love the way that they've carried on that sort of imagery with the with the. Uh, covers of magazines like this and what they're tweeting out. Absolutely. And what was interesting about the kind of June, July-ish period, it was it was almost like the keyword or, or the kind of uh, the accepted campaign was all about exclusivity. So they would partner with Empire. And as you described, doing some exclusive collectible covers, you had up to four. They would partner with IGN, for example, and give them exclusive photos of the mm, Orc. They mm. would partner up with um, Collider, the um, fandom, you know, Nerdist got some exclusive photos of um, Gal Galad. And it, we were back to what they did with, you know, the post uh, that you mentioned, where you, you had to seek out across different platforms to essentially have the whole collection, if you will, of, of images. And, and then you could play the game of indeed matching the, um, the phase one 
teaser campaign of just a hand holding a sword or just a hand holding an apple and of course the full photo of the individual yeah and you know again i keep coming back to some of the uh, the sort of the content rules that have automatically been um almost a impressed upon us by the marketing gurus out there you know everybody says video you've got to use video in your um, content blah 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 and a lot of people we know they get really stressed out i don't want to do video but it's a campaign like this pascal that shows you that you don't actually have to do video all the time okay they're promoting a video a film series but some of these photographs some of these graphics are absolutely gorgeous and I don't think we should be afraid to use static images and photographs if we can make them absolutely part of the overall campaign. Let, let's try and move away from this video or nothing ethos that we seem to have these days, because some of these images and some of these graphics are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and I'm absolutely convinced that there will be, um, you know, fans running websites and, and other platforms who've taken the trouble to gather this this collection. There just maybe one small criticism that I would say is that there isn't that, that hub, you know, there isn't that central destination for a fan to be able to see all of it because this is crying out for a future uh, book, you know, coffee table book of, of the art of rings of power because the photography are just uh, amazing. So you reminded us, of course, that um, the, the teaser campaign, the teaser posters where all the characters were being revealed, but this idea of you just saw the hand, they were holding an object, you could see a bit of the costume they were wearing. So that was February. Then come July, then the full character is revealed. So on purpose, for the purpose of our show notes, you know, I, I show you again that kind of very menacing kind of spite, you know, metal glove hand holding the sword. And we assume, and probably we now know, that it will be a Sauron. And then now we have a picture of the actor playing Sauron uh, in full view. And on the subject of, therefore, the, the teaser came with the character then, so each character now has that teaser photo of just a hand and the object. Then they have the full still photography. And then they've started doing some short videos introducing the character. So yeah, you have a full set in terms of, you know, whether it's Elrond, whether it's Galadriel and all the others. And I'm absolutely convinced that those little kind of one minute short videos about the the character to supplement the static posters will continue to be published throughout the series yeah and again it, it just reinforces what i've just said there all sorts of content can form part of this overall campaign so gorgeous images and yep video as well but let's just not get overly um, obsessed with the video bits what was interesting about the um, the posters, they went for all the sizes. You had the vertical stroke um, portrait, you had the squares, and you had the, the landscape. One thing I will say that they, some of them look like they are designed differently. You know, um, some of them, they, they look like they don't quite belong to the same family. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you could argue that they're breaking almost another rule. And maybe that's the difference between a TV series and, and cinema. Mm. One could say, there's far too many posters. <laughs> now, where is the one key art, the one poster that's going to basically drive the campaign? And, and maybe that's where TV series can do what TV series can do very differently. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because um, I suppose if this was a film, and thinking back now to earlier reviews of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I guess it would have focused more on 
an ex- you know a, a one poster but i think mm. it is the fact that it's a television series and then they're not allowing you to watch all of these episodes in a binge are they they're no. release i think they're releasing two in, initially and then each week for the remainder of the series so effectively you've got that longer period where i i guess the multi images the different characters because that's the it's a character based um show after all i think that that gives them that space they need to spread it out over a bit of a longer period mm. so we've spoken about the the, the images, you know, the posters that have been distributed online, uh, they do exist as well as uh, printed um, kind of items, and they were um, gifted to the people who attended the San Diego Comic Con uh, event. So, yeah, very jealous because we missed out on on all of that. And you can see during the premieres online, people have got their posters and signed by the different actors. But when it comes to trailers, very much like you know with the posters one could say my goodness there are a lot of trailers here you know which one am i meant to to pay attention to so once again after the the reveal of the teaser trailer in february we then move into the 8th of july so quite a few months have passed with what they call the prime video sneak peek and what is it called like this well because whilst it was released on the 8th of july um on youtube i would argue and other network if you were a amazon prime subscriber you could watch the sneak peek two days before anybody else and and frankly that was funny because people were almost showing off and <laughs> youtubers and bloggers would then try and describe what they'd seen to people and and comment on it as well so there was a bit of a race to who saw it first which i thought was was very um uh, interesting and then the 14th of july was the real teaser the main teaser that we'd listened to and watched um together again what was interesting about that main teaser um, in terms of the way they crafted it, as far as I'm concerned, I was transported back into Middle Earth, the music, the um, the voiceover, the, the different race, the landscapes and so on. I, I mean, I, I thought they absolutely nailed it. They are definitely um, keeping within what I would say is the spirit of the trilogy movies, aren't they? Or I suppose it's more than the trilogy Lord of the Rings. I think there's the Hobbit trilogy as well, I guess. But they're very much making it recognisable so that if you've seen any of those films over the last 20 years, this is going to feel like it's quite comfortable, isn't it? Mm. And now, surprisingly, what I mean by this, Roger, from a, from a timeline and you know date point of view, this was the fourteenth of July, and I watched it, you know, as as you have four or five times, and absolutely loving it. But a week later, on the twenty second of July, they released what they called the San Diego Comic Con trailer. This was a three minute um, trailer, very different in terms of tonality, new scenes as well that we've not seen. But this one was focused on the story the arc and confirming what people have been speculating for months <laughs> including you and i that indeed it is about the rising threat of sauron and shocking audiences around the world with the kind of post-credit surprise of the balrog yeah and and again i suppose the story is the last unknown isn't it mm. because we're all very familiar with lord of the rings we're all very familiar with the hobbit and know that the story that they're going to be telling is probably contained in the very very large appendices that were in the lord of the rings books but let's face it i don't think anybody other than the utter geeks like us will have read those parts <laughs> of the book so i think the story is going to be it's almost like the the, the big reveal isn't it 
Yeah, no. So, so I, I kind of appreciate, you know, in a way, you, you, you could say I watched the main teaser, which is taking me back into Middle Earth. I watched the San Diego Comic Con trailer to be told about the, the story and, and um, essentially the, the threat that is going there. And then from a video point of view, the, there's more for fans um, and people who are curious about the series to get into. So, of course, during the San Diego Comic Con, the cast and crew had their Q&A that was live streamed on the official YouTube channel. And uh, there's quite a few to go there. But they did do a featurette um, called Stories from the Legendarium. And this was looking at Galadriel in particular and the arc of, um, not her character, but had a wonderful, wonderful strapline. Every good quest needs a fellowship. Yes. They then moved on to, um, so from the feature, which was um, the 3rd of August, so soon after, you know, San Diego, you kind of think, okay, um, what's next? And then suddenly, out of, again, uh, much surprise, they released what they call the official trailer, as if we didn't have enough as it is, <laughs> 23rd of August. And this is a trailer that had people thinking, mm, I'm not sure about it. But here's the point. By the time we get to, you know, past San Diego Comic Con, um, the fans have been well looked after. They've got more posters that they could have wall space to, to kind of use. They have empty trailers. They've got all the coverage from the media, from print to, to radio. And I think for me that the film producer thought it is time to go after the final audience, those who are not fans mm. of Lord of the Rings, those perhaps have not seen the original work by Peter Jackson, by creating what I'm going to call a more universal trailer with a modern um, song track, mm -hmm. and and also just you know doing a very very something very different with the um, the structure of the trailer. No, I think this is very important, and the fact they've added in a recognisable song is mm. very important because that 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 does link it to the present doesn't it i think one of the issues with a series like this and, and you could argue the same with game of thrones i guess as well is that a lot of people see it as some sort of medieval type of film or tv series and, and let's face it it's a genre that some people don't like but i think you can you can almost um sweeten the pill a bit can't you by grounding it in the present and using music as one way of doing that yeah, and and listen, um, I much much prefer. I'm, I'm guessing you would as well, and all the fans. I much much prefer the main tease or even the San Diego yeah. Comic Con trailer. But from a marketing point of view, you've done your homework. You've broken down the audiences into different groups, and you address them differently. That's just the job. That's that's proper marketing, isn't it? This is my customer. This is what my customer yeah. wants to hear. I give the customer the content that meets that need. Talking of, um, you know, that's the job and, and the marketing and so on, as soon after the release of the uh, official trailer, and I think maybe the issues around the naming of official trailer, because they've done so many, uh, which one is the official one, they did something really interesting from an editing point of view, which I thought could be a lesson or even an example to follow. They've played with the vertical layout of videos mm. and they've repurposed the reaction from those who had the pleasure of attending the premieres. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying the pleasure only because I'm very jealous, of course, <laughs> and I didn't get the invitation. So they did some very interesting thing with the vertical layout where they were splitting literally the, um, the areas into three or four, um, you know, kind of uh, screens and using it by printing different images, different videos, but also positioning the feedback of, of the audience. And 
I've, I think I've seen this used only the once, but I've got a feeling that it's going to be emulated more and more by other um, brands as well as the filmmakers themselves. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. And what about the music? Oh, well, listen, um, <laughs> people wanted, um, of course, they wanted Howard Shaw to come back and he did provide some of the work for the marketing. But for, for the series, we have Bear McCreary. So people who play video games, people who are into the world of fantasy, to see we know the name very very well um if you're not sure about who bear mccreary is well you're in luck because as part of the marketing the soundtrack of rings of power all 39 tracks are available for free on amazon music and um, actually we put the uh, the link in the show notes as well yeah now pascal I'm, i just wonder i just wonder the amount of marketing that's gone into this is phenomenal mm. and obviously it's one of the it is the most expensive tv show ever made the expectations that this is creating this marketing campaign and all the different trailers all the visuals and 39 tracks on amazon music can this show possibly live up to the hype that they've created with all of this content I, my position is actually, Rogers, that the hype began the moment they announced they had the rights for, for the film. <laughs> so we're going back to 2018. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and I think what they have done, and this is the way of which I've experienced it and we have felt it, what they have done is that they have celebrated um, the, the luck of having the rights to do this work. And they wanted the, the fans and the newer fans to be part of it. Mm. And what they've also shown is that there are territories and there are marketing techniques that are maybe unique to the world of television that a, um, you know, a, a cinema feature would not be able to do. And that to me has been the way I've done. So I don't think they've actually, I don't think the marketing um, equate the hype. The hype was the moment they announced with that press release that we discussed as part of part one that they had the rights and what they've done superbly in say, can we actually um, almost extend, you know, how joyful this is to go back to Middle Earth and we're going to give you lots of content to get your teeth into. Yeah. And let's face it, they do want to create a wider <laughs> audience by getting people who don't really know. Tolkien's work and probably haven't seen the six films that have gone by but this is a fan celebration isn't it and a lot of it is geared towards people like you and me the geeks the people who've grown up on this stuff and love this stuff but they've had a bit of fun with the fans as well haven't they Pascal Oh yes, I mean, so to begin with, they would say they would do little nods, like they would do like a, almost like a mini documentary, uh, a series they called "Stories of the Second Age," where they would say, "Here's the Kingdom of Linden," or "Here's Khazad Doom," and so on. And what is interesting is we and I know it by heart. I mean, we, we joked that we know the geography, our geography of Middle Earth is better than where we live, you know, in the real world. But this idea of creating almost like a visual encyclopedia that you can share share with others. Um, I mean, for me, it, where I thought, you know what, they are really, really looking after the, the fans when they managed to organize free screenings of the first two episodes at selected cinemas around the world. That was um, 31st of August. But they knew that nobody could make it. So what did they do instead? Well, they were doing things like um, a competition 
in partnership with um, Adobe Express, which interestingly, you mentioned only uh, a few weeks ago as part of um, marketing tech and apps. So what they've done with some um, kind of graphic artists, they have created series of templates that you can go in to essentially create your own invitation to your Rings of Power watch party. If you're a podcaster, if you're a blogger, if you're a vlogger, you can actually create some uh, channel art or even you know kind of episode um, art with Adobe Express using those templates. And yes, Roger, I had a good play a few days ago, <laughs> and they are exquisite. They also obviously um, invited people to submit their fun art using the hashtag the Rings of Power. And they have created a, a video series called The Forge, probably in you know a little nod to the dwarves of Casatum. And every week there is a montage, kind of almost a time lapse of people who have sent their artwork. And you and I, many others, can obviously um, enjoy it. People who have been preparing the watch parties and people who have been getting dressed as hobbits, elves, dwarves, and humans, and so on, have sent their pictures to the Lord of the Rings on Prime official channel using the hashtag, and they're getting a shout-out from the official channel. That makes, makes, makes you feel very good. And of course, if you've chosen to dress as a hobbit, you're going to get some food, and they've partnered up with Marcus Cooks. This yeah. is his um, Instagram account who has put together some special recipes, a taste of Middle Earth. No, I, I love this. It's so interactive, isn't it? It's so inclusive. What will your watch party mm. look like? And well, if you're going to dress like a hobbit, you're going to need some food. It is so interactive and inclusive, and it's just generating so much excitement. And of course, tonight, Pascal. Yeah. We will be sitting down and we will be watching the first episode of The Rings of Power. And I cannot be more excited than I oh, am now. Honestly. <laughs> and having done the research for, for the marketing campaign, what we're going to call part two, these are our words, by the way, not the official line from the, um, Amazon Prime and so on. This is my conclusion, as I mentioned a moment ago. They, they have looked at a way to celebrate you know the success commercial success of securing the right the ability to have the financing to produce something that would be of high high quality by saying can we have you participate in the lead up and they're also going to continue if you like the celebration because much to my surprise because most brands don't do that and you know, most producers don't do that they're going to organize a regular reddit talk where people be able to talk to the, the producers and people be behind obviously the, the series um via the um the the, the reddit uh, channel that they've created most people will let that job forgive me to to the bloggers of your um, and people like you and i but they've taken the initiative to allow people to, to have a chat with them as well, which I think is brilliant. Wow, what a lot of marketing has gone into this. It is mm. genuinely a masterclass in content marketing, isn't it? <laughs> and obviously, they've got the budget. They need to spend this sort of money. But it really is. It will be looked back on in the future as a template for how to do a campaign for a film oblique tv series wow pascal and I'm, and I'm sure we could continue to talk about this for another half an hour but i think we do need to try and wrap things up so as we've said we're going to be watching the first episode of rings of power later on no doubt we'll mention in the next episode 
what we think of it uh, and we'd love to know what you think of lord of the rings rings of power leave us a comment on the video look for us on twitter and of course pascal people can speak to us on something called SpeakPipe, can't they Yes, they can leave a voice message with suggestions, recommendations for all the different segments of the show. You go on speakpipe.com forward slash two geeks and a marketing podcast. Fantastic. Thank you, everybody, for watching the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Until the next episode, please go out there and make sure that your marketing is done correctly. I was Roger Edwards, and he was Pascal Fintoni. Thank you for listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. For more information about our film marketing consultancy and training services, go to filmmarketingacademy.com and book your free discovery video call. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow your host on social media for more updates.